Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Miller is literally, like, dying in your arms, though. I think we'll stop by Patches real quick. Hey, welcome to Patches. I hope you guys... Oh, you guys are fucked up. Anyway, come on. I got you a table right here. Hey, what's up? Okay, okay. Let's strap him down and uh, and we'll see what's going on. The subject's biomass has been reduced by 33%. He's also missing three pints of blood. Condition, critical. Likelihood of death, 72%. So, Hanzo, who put out the request for the psychic? He's our contact for the project that you sent us to investigate. Okay, send me his ID and I'll put him on your license. So, for whatever reason, Clarence, our contact, does not have an ID. I don't know why. So as you guys are talking, you hear the sound of something thumping into the ventilation shaft above you. And you can tell it's about the size of a Pomeranian and it starts crawling and you can tell it's moving in a direction towards the main room. And it just keeps crawling towards this open hole in his stomach. 
and then it dives into that hole. But he doesn't have any pain, and also instead of guts going anywhere or anything being displaced, somehow this thing seems to have like moved inside of his body without spilling a single drop of blood. And after a while, you talk to to Patches Monday about getting a fake ID for Clarence, and so he agrees. And when he takes the picture, uh, it does a facial recognition and it starts scanning through to make sure, you know, there's not already an ID or the best possible match. Suddenly faces start popping up more and more faces that seem like they look really, really uncannily similar to Clarence. And when you go over and you look at it, it says CL4 batch product. Serial number R3NC3, a product and property of Cervello Corp. Excuse, am I a clone? Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dustworld Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. Clarence, you were standing there getting your image taken and having the facial recognition software run as you see a familiar face, a projection, a artificial creation of a face that looks exactly like yours. And underneath it, there is a serial number, the serial number CL4R3NC3. How do you react to this? What what is the meaning of this? I I I've been stuck in a pit for a while. Hey man, I don't know what's going on here. Okay, I just take the pictures. I didn't ask you. Monday is currently checking Clarence for a Made in China sticker. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sort of puts a hitch in your like plan to make him a fake ID. Uh, I. I think we're going to need to do like a whole scrub package if if we're going that route, because uh, he's already got identifiers. Well, what, what does this mean? I, did somebody, would somebody please tell me what this means? I think with that, you hear that soft, familiar voice. Well, it, it probably means that you're like me. In what way? A clone? Yes, maybe we're brothers. Oh, I thought I was special. So much for that. Being a clone doesn't mean you're not special. 
obviously, if you're able to escape the pits and do all that you've done, well, and he's kind of like looking around as if he's trying to like look through your memories. I don't actually know what you've done, but I feel, I feel like you've done something impressive. I don't think a mere clone could do that. I'm going to try and remember being cloned, I guess. What's, what's, remember being cloned? (laughs) In immaculate detail. (laughs) Each stitch, each tube. Um, what do I roll for that again? Um, is that grit for? It is, yep. Uh, you rolled a three. I just look in and I just see darkness and it's just like, <laughs> I can't process this right now. Yeah. You also, uh, you take one point of harm from that move. Uh, you can decide how it presents itself. Um, I, I, my, I start bleeding from the nose again. I think clear as you like, try, try to force this memory. Like it disrupts clear too. He's like, ow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a break. And he just kind of like dissipates from your like consciousness. Um, I don't like this. I'm, I'm a, that's an awful name. I see for goodness gracious. I just call me Psychmancer for the rest of my life. Wait, what was your name again? <sighs> it's Clarence. Okay. So what's the wells then? What was I made in a well? <laughs> That'd be pretty dumb. Thank you. Thank you so much. What was your name again? Uh, Patches. Well, that's a pretty dumb name, don't you think? Well, it's more like a nickname, you know, because I, I picked it. Oh. Because I used to sell patches on the street, you know, like you'd put it on and you get a little bit of like a emotion for a minute. I was I was making those on the street, so everyone called me Patches. Oh, so somebody who isn't even proud of their own name. At least I have one, even if it's a bunch of numbers. Are, are you trying to dig at me, little tiny guy? I'm having a bad evening. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, oh. Why don't you come sit over here? I'll help you out. And uh, he mm. leads you over to like a, a chase lounge. And there's like a sack of uh, of like liquids and like sedatives and stuff kind of hanging from the ceiling. And he's like, I'll give you a free hit. No problem. Uh, thank you. Maybe this will help with remembering things. <laughs> sure. Uh, he plugs you in and uh, and you find yourself like feeling really rested and like you think you're like still sitting there. But in reality, you've like entered a dreamscape. Um, if you would like to roll your uh, total recall again, you can get a plus one. All right, I will do so. Oh my god. <laughs> Is this really happening? Since you're plugged into this machine, even though you got a five, I, I don't think you'll have to take the harm from it because uh, you're kind of more in a sleeping state. I just see darkness, absolute and utter darkness. Yeah. It's just like you're... Sound of silence so, starts playing. Yeah, so as you uh, lay there, you start to like drift away and you find yourself in uh in this strange place it's like these beautiful green hills and off in the the fort like in the in front of you a few like probably miles away is this whole like huge mountain range of black mountains with a black cloud kind of floating above it and 
in the valley in between. There are these large, like massive wolves kind of like running around playing with humans and, and different people down there. And you find yourself just sitting in this sort of Zen position on top of this mountain as you look out. Yeah. I have no idea where I am. This is not neon. This is not city. <sighs> Hello. Well, that's disturbing my peace. What's that? And you turn and you see uh, a baby floating next to you. And he looks down and he says, it's so good to see you, Clarence. Nope. I, this is not how I'm ending this day. I'm going to try and wake up. <laughs> uh, we're going to cut away. Um, so Monday, Miller, <laughs> you guys find out that, uh, that if nothing else, that there's a lookalike to Clarence um, or somehow Clarence has been tagged in the pit. You're not really sure, I don't think. But you do see that he's got a um, a call sign, like a serial number, and it's related to the Cervello Corporation. What are you guys thinking about? Well, I knew that wrestling had gone corporate, but this takes it a little bit too far. Uh, that's really strange. Monday, uh, you, you don't have one of those, do you? I think Monday's actually going to pause for a second, start checking himself. Doc, is Doc still coming out of it? Um, his uh, anesthesia or whatever? Yeah, I think he's feeling a bit better now. Doc is going to kind of sit himself up and he's going to say to Gran, um, you okay? Oh, I've been better. I think I'll Tell me, uh, take a nap for a while. Well, real quick before you go to sleep. Tell me what happened back there. Wait, which part? In the ta in the the van that they threw me in the back of. What happened? Um <laughs> How are you trying to get this information? You you just try are you trying to like read his tells? Or are you trying to are you just like you know what? Him? Yeah. Okay. We'll go ahead and read a tell. Uh Doc knows not to trust him, but he wants to be like, well, is this gonna be is this gonna come back to bite me in the ass later, basically. <laughs> yeah. So you want me to roll that? Yeah, sure. Nine. So if you got a nine, you get to pick one question. What would you like to ask? Ooh, okay. Um, what secrets are they hiding? <laughs> okay. I with Grim, nothing is ever simple. Sure. So And you you're you mean in particular to do with the van that you were in. He kind of figures Grin's gonna try to um to basically tell him the minimum of the the truth that he would need to hear. Right. Well, so, of course, I steered the vehicle upward to allow you to escape. And then they hit me over and over again with sticks and various things in the van as I smashed it into other vehicles, you know, trying to shake them loose like flies on the back of a camel. That didn't really work all that well. Only one or two fell out. And then finally, I crashed it right in the middle of Kleintech Park 
where I scurried down into a sewer. What? It was pretty disgusting, actually. The rats in there, although they were delicious, they were they were quite large, like the size of cats and dogs. You remember cats and dogs? I think they have cats and dogs. You know what? I, I think that you're you're um, burying the lead there. You crashed it into Kleintech. That is not an enemy we can afford to make. Well, I'm hoping it's not an enemy that they can make. I mean, oh no, a squid, a land squid, which, you know, apparently are so abundant, crashed a flying van into our park. Damn those pesky land squids. You crashed in the park, not the building itself, huh? Yes, that's what I said. All right. Sorry, I'm still kind of... Okay, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> still kind of coming around here. I... All right. Well, you tried. You didn't kill anyone, did you? Well, not per- well, personally. <laughs> Falling out of the back of a flying vehicle, I, I can't say one way or another, honestly. I was... You know what? You know. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's not... <sighs> Let's just hope that they don't come after us anymore. Yes. But I if, I have the feeling that they ain't the last that we've seen of him. I feel like you're probably right, but you told me not to kill them, so they're probably limping around somewhere. Uh, good enough. And uh, Doc is going to try to uh, stand up and uh, talk to Monday a little bit. Yeah. Is he able to stand at this point? Yeah, I think as you go to stand, like you can feel sort of the energy from Grin. Like, yeah. but you can imagine like energy's going away from Grin and into your body. Uh, and as that's happening, you can feel Grin kind of going into a stasis. So his moves won't be accessible uh, for a little bit. That's fine. Doc uh, stands up and like cracks his back a little bit. Ah. Monday, uh, you doing okay? About a psychomancer over here. Monday, the psychomancer still asleep. Yes. Monday is going to do like a really epic thumbs up at you, and have this kind of happy, smiling emote on his face, and then he's going to pop up the text. How are you doing? Well, I've been better, but uh, honestly, it's kind of good to have grin back. You know, um, Rin. As a happy face appears on a Monday's face. Yeah. We need to talk yeah, I mean, about this. Everyone's. Everyone saw that, right? Yep. Oh yeah, that was pretty disgusting, man. Oh my god. I don't even know what the hell that thing was, but it crawled right into your guts. Your guts were open, and it was like slithering in there like a bunch of spaghetti. It was disgusting. I guess I have uh, some explaining to do. Should we wait till the little guy wakes up? <laughs> Monday's going to kind of do a eh, who cares motion and kind of pull up a chair, do the whole reverse chair and sit, you know, arms on the headrest part. Are you guys right. going to go into like a, the kind of like little room you were in before? Or are you going to do this right in front of Patches and any clients that happen to wake up? Oh, man. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to find a private room (laughs) to to unload some origin story. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Okay, so you guys head back into a room 
Uh, Patch is like, what about me? Uh, I think, you know, well, you can just kind of like... patching me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Better tell me... Better tell me about your spaghetti chest sometime. And I, uh, we'll see. And, uh, he turns around and starts, like, kind of walking, you know, the aisles. Basically, this, this whole gross kind of grungy basement is, uh, there's, like, 45 different little chase lounges with, like, a, a little screen next to it. There's, like, some sort of, like, electrodes or different, like, plug sort of apparatus depending on uh the person what kind of hookup that they have or want uh and then there's you know some sort of sedative drip bag uh that he hooks him up with very much like that scene in inception and so he just continues walking kind of like checking on people's vitals uh he's pretty good at this so uh he's, you know he's, he's doing his job he's also got a couple people helping him out too um all right i think as you guys go into that back room we're gonna cut back to clarence uh, Clarence, floating next to you is a familiar face, although you don't know why he's familiar. You don't quite remember him, but you just like seeing him and hearing his voice and feeling his presence. He feels familiar. Not in a good way. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good way. I don't know. For some reason you don't. I don't know why. There is a floating baby next to me and it feels familiar. Are you me? Tell me you're not my past self. Hmm. I don't believe I'm your past self. Okay. You're just a creepy baby that's hanging around me. No, no, no. I'm General Gerber. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on I'm I'm in charge of all of your name is General Gerber. Yes, I'm both a general and my last name is Gerber. The smartest baby in the world. Your brother data always lies. It's very strange. Um, oh, damn, you got me with one of those Star Trek references, didn't you? Clever yes. boy. <laughs> yes. It's, and now it's canon. Yep, screw you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think when you see him, like, I don't, I mean, I feel like it would be a more of a settling feeling of like, this guy's connected to my past somehow. Like, uh, and also, this is a dream. So he's not like really here. This is more of like your subconscious projecting. All right, general baby Gerber lore. Um, Am I a clone? 
Huh. Well, I don't know, but I do oh, know. Then you're not particularly useful right now. Oh, well, I was going to tell you what I do know. Okay. So I know that you were very useful and valuable to the land of other. And, uh, and I think you probably even saved the world. It's kind of foggy, but I do see like outer space and some things exploding and this kind of weird looking silvery fox guy who's got a bad attitude. And there's also this other guy. He looks kind of pale. Uh, he might be a vampire. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think you are you're pretty, pretty darn awesome. And he like pats you on the shoulder. Sounds fake, but OK. Um, hmm, I'm going to try one more time and see if I can't remember if I'm a clone or not. How many different times can I fail Total Recall? I don't that know. is the question for tonight. OK, so it's time to conquer Earth. OK, where are we doing? So you get three hold and the questions are not questions. The actions, the list you can choose from is learn one thing you're missing. Remember something uh, useful for now. Learn a few less useful things and take no harm. Well, I don't want to take harm. So there's a good start. Um, anyway, uh, what am I missing? Okay, uh, what are you trying to figure out with this question? Am I a fucking clone or not? <laughs> so as you look into baby General Gerber's face, uh, and you're trying to, like, picture your origin, your birth, like, where did you come from? The, the earliest memory you have is being carried by Manuel Excello, who you called your uncle and uh, and riding on a train. You remember you remember being in a train. You had to be very young, like maybe four or five. Um, you were you knew you were going away from someplace, but you're not sure why. And he seemed uh, he was definitely younger and more fit unless <laughs> uh, like I imagine him as being like kind of a um, Trigun-esque huge figure, not like tall, but just like really wide. Yeah, you remember being with him. And uh, and in fact, there was one other person with you who you I don't think you really remembered before. Uh, who is this person? It's somebody who looks just like me. Ah, yes. Sitting sitting there next to you, holding your hand is another little boy uh who's got silverish hair and a pale complexion and he's looking back at you and you guys are are playing like a little game but what's strange is that you're not saying anything you're talking to each other in your mind and this is one of your first memories of using telepathy and you and him are having this sort of like word game uh, and and it's slowly kind of evolving into almost like a chess, but it's like just in you guys's mind. Um, and I think you were you felt very uh, connected to this person, um, but obviously something happened uh, in between that and your kind of latter memories. I don't know what to make of 
any of this. Uh, yes, that's very interesting indeed. Well, hmm. Oh, it looks like it's time to go. And as he says that, like, it feels really weird because it seems like he's getting pulled away or you're getting pulled away. You're not really sure. And then all of a sudden you find yourself like sitting up in the chair in the room and you look around and you don't see anybody around like uh, Miller or Monday. Uh, you just see patches. Well, I hope it was uh, it was helpful in there. You know what I mean? Because uh, this stuff ain't cheap. And, uh, and he kind of like pats you on the back. And in a kind of infantile voice that's almost a regression to childhood, he says, Where did everybody go? So Monday and Miller, you guys are in this back room. Miller, this is the same room that you took uh, Clarence into before. It's a small circular room. There's a steel table in the middle. Uh, kind of like a break room, almost. So Miller, you were starting to tell Monday about... Uh, about your history. What is it that you're telling him? So Doc goes to sit down at a chair and he he kind of says, um, uh, you know, I think you might be the first person I'm actually going to tell all this to. I could really use a drink. I think Monday's... Monday's going to politely walk up with a bottle of gin and a bucket of popcorn in the other hand. So Doc unscrews the cap of the gin and takes a long swig and he kind of nods to himself and he says, well, I suppose I haven't told anyone about this story yet. Um, I come from frozen in the north. You know, I was a I was a real good kid, always uh, helping the animals around my village. You know, patching them up and all. And so um, I was inclined towards medicine, towards uh, helping people. You know, and uh, now I didn't much care for the idea of being a soldier, but I wanted to do my part. So I decided to sign up for the uh, army of Frozen and be a medic. You know, I. Patch people up real good. You know, I was uh, very good at what I did. But uh, one of my friends, a fellow soldier of mine, Franklin, he came into my medic station. He looking mighty strange. And, um, well, Franklin, he, uh, he attacked me. He went berserk like he was trying to bite my neck or something like that, like some sort of vampire. And, uh, you know, I kept calling his name, you know, saying, you know, you, Franklin, you know me, you know who I am. You know, we, uh, we went to basic together, but you know, he, I, uh, I had to put him down. He was going to kill me. Whatever was on him, which I would come to know as Grin, this parasite, and with that, Doc kind of lifts his arm and, you know, looking at it to see, you know, kind of partially to make sure that Grin isn't listening. He says, it, it latched onto me and now I'm its host. So that guy that, uh, I was kidnapped when we left, uh, the court, I was kidnapped and, uh, Franklin's brother Benson, it seems that 
He wants revenge against me. So now you know. And uh, Doc takes another long swig of, of the gin. While this is going on, by the way, uh, Monday is at one point going to try and put popcorn in his mouth before realizing his visor's still up. <laughs> so there's a second of confusion as there's no food in his mouth, and then he pops open the visor and gets another handful. Has uh, has Miller seen, like, what you look like without your cyber suit on and everything? Doc has seen it, but he doesn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a... Monday's got his own thing going on and that's just the way that's just the way he is. That's the way his best friend is. Yeah. Um, so while this is happening, Clarence, you just woke up and nobody's around. You said, you know, in, in your weak kind of voice. And I think Patches just kind of like points over to that back room where you had been sitting with uh, Monday before. I nod kind of slowly and then kind of slowly rouse myself up. Off the couch, I'm kind of weak, kind of hobbled a little bit, and I kind of, you know, limp my way over to that back room and knock on the door. Monday is kind of, there's the text come in on his chest before he looks down, looks back at the door and kind of, if you could see his face, it would be a very grouchy expression. Doc looks up from the, the haze of his gin and he says, come on in. I open the door and kind of you know wander in and kind of flop on one of the chairs and just kind of don't say anything myself in a kind of daze doc um says um you're 21 right and he 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 kind of like offers the bottle of gin to Clarence. Sure, uh, I'll go with that. And I just take <laughs> You okay? No. The word So, how are uh how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh Maybe we should head back to my place. Gather our thoughts for a moment. I'd be fine with that. All right, I'll call us uh, an Uber. Monday is going to quickly clap Miller on the back and uh, walk up to Clarence and the text. Before we do that, you had some interesting information for us, correct? Yes, about this Icarus thing, about who has it and who they're trying to make deals with. Okay, well, basically, Kaiser Rex is trying to... He's making deals with the Octahedron to give them back this package, um, contents unknown, so that he can get a place in the spires and leave us all little grublings behind in the waste. You know how these types are. Also, uh, you should be very careful about opening the package because the punishment... It's a memory wipe to childhood. So if you like um, eating the big boy food, um, be careful. Monday's going to nod at this. He's going to motion for Clarence to follow and kind of help haul uh, Miller up onto his feet. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
I can, uh, I can hold my liquor, okay? Yeah. Monday is going to kind of yeah. shoot that. If you could see it, his face, that look of sure. I'm going to, I'm going to call. See, I'm not even going to drive. You know, I really probably shouldn't have drank after that surgery, but you know, sometimes you just, you know what? I'm going to call us an Uber now and I'm going to shut up. Hey, uh, you guys, you guys heading out? What's up right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, uh, how much do I owe you? Ah, oh, you know, I already took care of it with this guy. Hey, huh? and he, like, does, like, a funny handshake with, uh, with Silent Monday. Monday returns with gusto. I didn't know you two had a handshake. I kind of want a handshake, but. Fine, right. fine. Yep. Okay, look, it's real. Go real slow. Yep. You know. Uh huh. Uh, all right. Okay. On the other side yep. doing it. And the and the backhand. Over here. Okay. Yep. And you turn okay. around. All right. And you jump yeah. three times. Oh. And then you elbow. Wait. Three times. Three times. Oh, I think I messed it up. Okay. One, two, three, and and now what? Elbow, oh. elbow, turn around. Elbow, elbow. Jump three times. Right. Done. Okay. Okay. You're in the club, man. You did it. All right. Clarence is looking on and saying, I'm too drunk to need a handshake. I don't Whereas think I've I'm been just drunk enough. <laughs> I oh. don't think I've been drunk this drunk in a while. Oh, boy. Wow. Whoa. I think mm. I think Monday's just going to, like, pick him up by the scruff of his coat. Uh, quick question. Where has Tuck been? Did Tuck come with you guys? I forget. Yes. Oh, so he's like down here. Maybe he's on a chair sleep, like doing a. <laughs> he could be doing, he'd be sampling the product. <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, you guys going to leave this crazy little, little buff guy here? What's up with this dude? Monday's going to kind of walk up, kind of stare at him for a second, then kind of do the whole uh, slapping him lightly thing to rouse him. That's my hey. best friend, Ruck. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, I've got it. I've got it. Nuck. Yes, that sounds right. Nuck. What's up? Nuck knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Oh, ow. Why are you slapping me? You're so damn tough. Oh, El Diablo. I mean, wait, that's not. Oh, I'm waking up. Uh, El. El. Uh, El Toro. Am I getting it right? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel yeah, like that's, that's right. Monday's just going to El... pop up the text close enough and kind of help him onto his feet. Ugh. You guys woke me from the best dream. There was this person I never heard of called Halle Berry. Man, that was a good memory. Whoever's memory that was, they were one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> we were eating crepes in some place called Paris. What the hell is Paris? I don't even know. Let's go. Yeah, I never heard of. I never heard of no place called Paris. Also, what's a crepe? I don't know, but it was real what's damn that? tasty. It's kind of like everybody makes crepes, don't they? Every time they go to the bathroom, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Patches kind of like pushes you out. Okay, cool. Thanks for coming, you guys. But hurry up and get out of here because I got clients and I got things to do. All and right, you know, right, you guys right. smell. So maybe take a shower and uh, you know. Clean that cyber suit, cause man, don't don't wear that to 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 poke a night, cause man, you 
You gotta, you gotta order, my friend. Okay, see you later. And he closes the door. All right. Well, with that, Doc's uh, Nuber has arrived, <laughs> and he's gonna take him back to. The, he's gonna take him back to his apartment. Totally. Uh, yeah. It's uneventful. Um, Just gonna throw this out there real quick. Monday also pops up a bunch of uh, kind of odor trails, and they uh, flies on his suit after being told this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doc sniffs his armpit like, ugh, man. Um, yeah, you guys get in. It's uneventful. Uh, I think on your way, uh, do you guys message Detective Hanzo any of the information yes. that you know? Yeah. I uh, yeah. Doc totally forgot about these. Like, oh yeah, that's right. We're we had a job to do. Monday is gonna um, kind of clap him and pop up the text. I've been kind of filling him in. You want to do it this time? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a nap. <laughs> I got you, buddy. I'll take care of it. A lot of a lot of alcohol after that surgery. I should know better. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and Doc just falls asleep right there. So as you guys enter the hover vehicle, it lifts up and you start to leave the derelict kind of run down side of town where Patches has his dream cafe and it flies through the buildings that make a canyon you just see all of these hover vehicles layered from top to bottom going every direction and the hover car enters Kimtown, a much more livable side of town it's known for its artisans and factories for Kleintech, the massive Kleintech building and a lot of residentials uh, as well as the crazy amount of peacekeeper drones that that hover the streets and the towers and all over the place as the hover car comes in it, it pulls up in front of your massive, massive domicile, the Helix Hills. It's a three-tower, massive structure that has interconnecting bridges in a central column where the cars fly in and out. As your Neo Uber pulls into the hover pad landing spot of your domicile, you start to get out when Monday you get a text. It's from Detective Hanzo, and it says, we got your information. It was good. We put a tap on Rex and his people, and they are moving out tomorrow morning. You have 24 hours to retrieve Project Icarus. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember.